All right, so last week we talked a little bit about sweet relationships. Um, I shared some personal stories and some things about how God brought me and Erica together, how that all worked out, which is pretty cool. <coughs> Got a little cough. It's pretty cool, I think, how he kind of directed us and everything. Well, this week I want to continue a little bit on that same path, but um, talk about the title for today is, is Sharing Your Faith. Last week, um, the bottom line for the week was um, Jesus is your soulmate. Start there. Okay, that was like the main thing is that if we go around looking for other people to fill the holes in our lives and if we don't have Jesus there first, then nothing's going to fill that. But if we approach him first and we have him in our, uh, in our lives, then then it'll work out. Everything's going to fall into place the way it's supposed to. Because this is a critical time in your life where you are finding yourself outside of what you've been defined as your whole life, what people expect of you your whole life. You can kind of recreate yourself a little bit. So it's always nice to have God's Word in there when you're in the process of recreating yourself. So tonight, here's the main question that I want to address. What does God have to say about who you date? Kind of a broad question, but it's, it's important. I think dating is a very interesting thing. We've created it. It didn't used to exist. Eventually, way back when, you had arranged marriages and things like that. And so we've, we've created this awesome thing called dating where you get to discover, hey, I like this trait about this person that I'm dating I don't like these traits, so maybe we shouldn't be together anymore, and maybe I should look for someone that has better traits, right? That's kind of what dating is all about, is figuring out what you want in, in your spouse, what you want in your life mate, figuring out what those habits are that you cannot stand and figuring out what those things are that you really want for someone to have that you're going to be dating. When I was at Pepperdine, um, I had, I had a philosophy class, and in this philosophy class, there was a girl that I hardly knew. I can't even remember her name, but she came up to me one day when I was working in the library, and she said, hey, I know that you're a religion major, which means I <laughs> was in classes about the Bible a lot, and, um, and she said, she asked me this, my boyfriend is a Muslim, and I'm a Christian. It, does the Bible say anything about people dating people of other religions? And so I was little thrown, because I mean, Muslim and Christian, that's pretty drastic difference. I mean, it's pretty, pretty out there differently. So uh, I was a little taken back, and I kind of started thinking about it. I started searching through, and I came across this verse in the Bible, and I didn't know what to say to her then, and I don't really know if I was that much help, but I began me thinking about it. And so I was thinking about it, and thinking about it, and thinking about it. And uh, I came across this verse, and this is out of 2 Corinthians 6, 14, verse 14 through chapter 7, verse 1. This is the message version, so uh, it's a little bit different wording, but it's got some harsh, kind of harsh things to say, and it's kind of hard to take in. So just bear with me. I understand if, if you're just going, that's a little harsh, because I get it. I get that that's harsh. It says here, though, don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? 
That's not partnership. That's war. Right off the bat, it's somewhat offensive. Right off the bat. God's word says, don't become partners with those who reject God. Well, right off the bat, you're thinking, okay, well, it's different religions. So, I mean, I don't really know if they're rejecting God or whatever. Bottom line in the Bible, um, which I take as God's word, um, it says that Jesus is the only way. He's the life and the truth. He's the only way to have a relationship with God. And so when we go to another religion and, and Jesus isn't, isn't the key there, then, then I've got to say that it, it's not connecting you to God. So right off the bat, he says, don't become partners with those who reject God. That's harsh words. I don't, I don't even like that wording. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership, that's war. Is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are, each, each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way. I'll live with them, move into them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me. The word of the master God. With promises like this to pull on us, dear friends, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us, both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit in holy temples for the worship of God. So right here, this is, a, I know it's a long, long passage, but in 2 Corinthians Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, which he helped to start, he helped to plant. And they're asking him some questions. And one of the questions they ask is, what's our role in, in our community? There's a lot of people that are, are not for you, are not for God. And so what's our role with them? And he's saying, uh, don't link up with them as like, buddy, buddy, if they're going to be polluting you. Those are harsh words. And I've got I've got friends that are not believers in Christ. They're not friends of God. They're actually, you know, some of them may be proclaiming themselves as in, of enemies of God. I don't know, but, but I still love them, but I don't approve of their lifestyle, and I don't hang out with them when they're doing things that I know that I shouldn't be involved in. So that's kind of a, a little bit about this whole thing. Is, is, does God care who I date? This whole question yeah, he cares a lot who you date because who you hang out with and who you date will eventually become a part of you. Um, people rub off on you. Things that, that maybe their habits or something that, that you know you shouldn't get involved in may rub off on you. And the, the hope of most Christians is this. I want to rub off on them, right? So we've got this, this concept of uh, <laughs> evangelism dating. Has anyone heard this term? evangelism or mission dating, it's kind of funny. The whole concept is this, that, that a Christian guy or girl finds a guy or girl that they like, and then they, they, the excuse they use to date them is, oh, I'm trying to show them God. I'm sh- trying to sh- bring them into relationship <laughs> with Christ. And so th- this happens all the time, but 99.9% of these cases, as soon as the breakup happens, the person goes right back to whatever lifestyle they were before. Because instead of latching on to God, they were latching on to the other person. I found a really interesting website today. It's called datetosave.com. Okay, it's pretty ridiculous. 
And so uh, th- this is like almost a, a direct quote. The whole premise is that a person believes they're leading a ministry, a ministry that helps girls date hot guys. This, this person who owns this website said, if you are a, are a, uh, a girl and you want to ha- date hot guys, I got some tips for you. And you can lead them to Jesus in the process. And so it's pretty funny, pretty humorous. Ten, this is like right off the website. I'm not making any of this up. Ten Christian dating tips for effective missionary slash evangelism dating. Okay, this girl, I don't know who she is, but she's out there. She's crazy. And she puts out ten things to help girls date guys and convert them to Christians. It's crazy. But I thought it was kind of funny. Number one, if he tells you that you're hot, tell him God made you hot. Number two, if he, I'm serious, this is right off the website. If he, there's even like a partnership website like that you can put in your information and like get matched up with someone. It's crazy. Number two, if he wants to hold your hand, give him a Bible. Number three, if he tries to get closer, tell him the Holy Spirit is wooing him. Some of this may not make sense to you. That's fine, but I think it's funny. Number four, if he asks to, to pay for dinner, remind him that Jesus also paid a debt that he did not owe. This is crazy. Number five, if he reaches his arm around you, tell him that nobody will ever be as close to you as Jesus is. Or ask him if you instead could lay hands on him in prayer. This, this lady's got to be crazy. I mean, she's obviously in her 30s and lonely. She's creating this website. Number six, if he tries to kiss you, remind him that a kiss killed your Savior. Because if you go back and read the story of Christ, the guy who betrays him, betrays him, tells the guards that are there to arrest him by giving Jesus a kiss on the cheek. Number seven, if he asks to come inside at the end of the day, ask him if he has asked Jesus to come inside his heart. (laughs) This person is crazy. Number eight, if he tells you he loves you, tell him that Jesus loves him. Man, she is trying to get rid of this guy. You know that movie, Ten Things? What is it? How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? That's what this girl is trying to do right now. Number nine, if he gets angry that you won't put out, clarify to him that WWJD does not mean who would Jesus do. It's right off the website, I promise you. Number 10, after you dump him, obviously she's going to dump him first because, no, he would dump her first, obviously. But he, she says, after you dump him, tell him that Jesus Christ will never leave or forsake him. Right off date to save.com. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, Shane. It's actually, it's geared at girls dating to date guys to save them. I, I just typed in evangelism dating on Google, and this is what it came up with, like the second site. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But these, I mean, this kind of strategy for bringing people to Christ is not God's plan at all. He doesn't want us to date other people that um, really have no interest in Him and try and convert them to someone who loves Jesus by dating us. No, that. It's ridiculous. Uh, so these, these are like short-term converts, and as soon as they break up, they go right back to 
where they were before in their walk with God, which was wherever they were before it. But what does God think about who you date? Here's a few um, things for you to ask yourself. When you're looking at someone and you're like, hmm, I wonder, should I even like, start to like this person or whatever? Here's a few questions to ask yourself. Number one, check your motives. Are your motives pure? Let me open up to Matthew 5 real quick. Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I just wanted to back up my questioning here. Check your motives. Are they pure? You want to, st- you want to keep purity at the forefront of your mind. Number two, does this person share my beliefs, my moral boundaries? Will this person build up and support me or tempt me to do something I know I'm not supposed to be involved in? Number three, will dating this person bring glory to Christ? Not evangelism dating, just dating a normal person. Number four, will this person bring me closer to or farther away from Christ? Because your relationship with God should be like this, especially with someone you're, you're friends with or you're dating or you're married to. It should, be like, it should be like a triangle, like you and the other person and God at the top. And you guys can grow in your relationship, but always make sure that you're always looking up together at, at Christ because that will keep you out of a world of trouble, a world of hurt. If you would just stay focused and say, okay, we agree on this set of boundaries. We agree on the, that, uh, that we want to follow God, and that will make your life so much easier if you have someone like that, that you can totally just trust, that is not going to try and derail you from uh, following Jesus or from doing what Jesus wants you to do in your life. You can trust each other. So Christ desires this like triangular relationship between you and the person you're dating and himself. So I just want to I just want to I just wanted to bring this up and start the conversation with you because I don't know how much you've really thought about this that God desires you to date people who believe in him. Um because that can, that can totally revolutionize your walk with God. That can totally revolutionize what's going to happen uh, later on in life with your marriage. Um, but I'll read this again, 2 Corinthians six 14. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership, that's war. Is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust? hold hands. Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are, each of us a temple in whom God lives. Because if you are a believer in Christ, Christ promises that he will live inside of you and you become the temple of God. Because, I mean, walls, this is just a place. God doesn't live in these walls. He doesn't live in those walls. He doesn't live in any church walls. He lives in people. And he works through people. And so right here, they're saying, we are the temple of God. And so we should treat the temple of God as if it's holy. God himself put it this way. This is quoting something God said way long time ago to his people. He says, I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. 
I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me. With promises like this, put on us, dear friends. Let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us, both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit in holy temples for the worship of God. So just think about these things. Just think about it. When you're, when you're starting to question, should I like this person? Should I date this person? This person seems to show interest in me. Should I show interest back? You know, you go through this whole like season between dating people and kind of looking around and, and meeting people and you're kind of like, okay, is that person like good dating material and that sort of thing? Or sometimes people ask the questions, will this person actually uh, set me up to be cooler or more popular? Will this person um, get me into a different crowd that I want to be into? We shouldn't really be using people that way anyway, so check your motives. Are they pure? Does this person share my beliefs? Would they respect my moral boundaries? Would they um, build up support for me in my walk with God, or would they totally distract me and tempt me? Would dating this person bring glory to Christ? Will this person bring me closer to or farther away from God? Will this triangle, like, would we move closer to God together, or would we totally reject Him and, like, just move a different path? So I made these, these little sheets for you um, so that you can keep these questions for yourself. And they have a couple cited scriptures on them that you can look up. I didn't write the scriptures out, but you can look them up. And so anytime, <laughs> anytime you're in that transition between dating or you're thinking about, um, thinking about your future, eventually a few years, a couple years, wherever you are, you're going to be thinking about marriage. These are good questions to ask yourself at that point too. You can just keep this in a journal or a safe place and pull it out every once in a while and make sure that you're checking your motives. That's huge for guys especially. Check your motives. What's your motive for wanting to go on a date with this person? What's your motive for being around this person? What do you want out of this relationship? Does this person share my beliefs? Will they support my moral boundaries? Can we actually agree on moral boundaries together? Will dating this person bring glory to Christ? Will this person bring me closer to or farther away from Christ? Um, very important questions. Very important questions. So I, I uh, eventually I told this girl who asked me at Pepperdine, when she asked me, she said, you know, it, does God have anything to say about who I date and stuff? And I talked to her about it, and I, I was like, yeah, he actually does. And there's a couple other scriptures that talk about it too that I didn't mention. And... Uh, she was like, wow, I didn't realize that. Um, that puts me in a tough spot because he like, they were on a track to get married. And I don't really know what happened with them, but it's difficult. Um, she, I'm sure she was in love with that guy. I'm sure that everything lined up except for this. And so um, to just not even start down the road if they're not in the same faith as you is, is a big help. Even when I was... I was telling some of my, um, I have a good friend and his family is Jehovah's Witness and I was over at his house one time and I was about, or I think we had just got engaged and I told them about it and they were like, oh, that's cool. And then they're like, is she uh, the same religion as you? And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, that's going to be fine then. They're like, if your religion matches up, then everything else will match up easier. 
because you can agree on standards and morals and things like that without having like a, you know, a problem about it or a, something come up that you can't handle because you agreed on it through this system of belief. And, um, and so even, they, even them, it's common sense to them, even though they're not even the same religion as I am, um, even though they don't claim to know, believe in, or serve Jesus Christ, they still understand this concept that when you agree on this, which is like the most important thing to, to have in your life, then everything else will work out way better in the end. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there because I understand the age and the situations you guys could be in right now. I understand that uh, there's a lot of pressures, a lot of things going on, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a template to help you understand God's perspective on this whole thing. And I hope it's helpful a little bit. If you have questions, you can always ask me questions. You can always email me, text me, MySpace me, Facebook me if you have questions about this kind of thing or anything at all. So I just want to put that out there. (laughs) 